train. It's a sword of power, sword of power, dragon and earth, soaring through the sky. Spread your wings. Super! Kids are strapping on their way to the classroom to go fight Raccoon? They're under 18. Will they be doing any time? Come out and play this week on Ballin' Out Super! Gotta bash him up! Bash him up! Perfect! Bash him up! Bash him up! Bash hey! him up. <laughs> You're disrespecting. Chase! <laughs> Shut your mouth. Better keep the Dragon Ball separated. Keep the Dragon Keep the Dragon Ball separated. Otherwise the dragon comes out and plays. <laughs> I'm really enjo- I'm really enjoying the band meeting where someone's like reading the lyrics and they're like, it's just too many words. <laughs> what if we it's just like said a really them. good idea? Dex, I know that you have like a master's degree in like nuclear science, but too many words. Absolutely, the most insane thing about that band. Oh, is it microbiology? It's something. Whatever like it that. is, he's got some sort of a PhD in something very smart for a guy who looks okay. like in the he just loves the twins. I thought the story was the offspring. the 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 frontman guy was a janitor, joins the band, and then later becomes a scientist. Oh, so it's like a Goodwill Hunting sort of thing. Yeah, good. Yeah, Goodwill it's just hunting. like Goodwill Hunting. Don't ever watch the movie. That's what happens. <laughs> Don't Is that not the, what happens in Goodwill Hunting? God, no. Jeremy, please don't make fun of Goodwill Hunting. It's very important to Alex's yeah. fucking. There's culture. a big election this week. The day this comes out, and we can't have you Boston bashing and hurting Ed Markey's chances. <laughs> someone uh, introduce the show, please. Yeah, all right. Uh, hey, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out. Coming to you live from the city that is currently dying, New York City. I'm your host, Jeremy Ammon. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. Neo New York 2020. The streets are rife with teenage gangs, and I'm just bashing it up. And Alex Patak. What never sleeps could never die. What's up? Fold your pizza. (laughs) (laughs) 9-11, I don't forget shit. Get out of yeah, here, posers. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all getting a house with a yard. Let's go. I cannot I wait. I can't wait. <laughs> all these fucking idiots. Yeah, get the fuck out of Greenpoint. You're Let's damn go. right New York's right dying. Now, dude, dude yeah. no one knows better than me. Park Slope is half empty. I can park anywhere. It oh, it rules. Oh, shit. We're all moving so to Park great. Slope. All the worst people left right away. <laughs> Balling out super block. Let's go. I'm going to uh, buy a yeah. whole building. I'm going to be a landlord. Dude, <laughs> and wealthy, the only wealthy one people. 100% of my income on rent here. It's great. <laughs> if there happens to be a wealthy person listening to this podcast, just know that everything you've heard is absolutely true. Yeah, it's the, the streets are just riddled with crime. <laughs> I saw it's a terrifying baby here. Fight a dog for a cracker in the street. I yeah, saw. Dude. Yeah, I saw a rat maul someone over some used toilet paper. It's just dark. 
Just to keep up appearances, I'll just go out and beat an old man with a cane once a week. Yeah, yeah. if it'll keep the rent low. <laughs> That's what I tell him while I'm doing it, too. I'm like, Every time property I- values. <laughs> Every time I go to Rite Aid, I gotta battle teenage gangs yeah, for dude. some tampons. Well, I was gonna say, I saw five teen boys uh, all dressed in matching baseball outfits, and their, pa- their faces were painted neon colors, and they were riding roller skates, and they just, like... Yeah, it was Stabbed bad. Stabbed a guy. They're drinking milk menacingly. And yeah, they call somehow. It like the, the some supply Russian word. Of yeah, Mexican saying, Coke is at an all-time low. Saying shit like Begoini and whatever. Hey. Galumpy. What do they say? I don't know. Here's my question. Why did they not put the Clockwork Orange gang into the Warriors? Because they're two different movies? Easy substitute. If that happened now, they would be taking fan requests... They'd be polling the internet as to what fun gangs they should throw into the that's movie. That's true. It would be like um, like Ready Player One, but with, I guess, gangs. Well, that but sounds gangs. like dog shit. Because with Ready white player, fears. With, with white fears. <laughs> Ready Player One is also dog shit, so, you know. Oh, Katie, it's not that kind of podcast. Oh, yeah, I'm coming out speaking the truth. Let's we that movie wanna, did we suck ass. I can't Some remember anything about it. Some of these listeners probably... I love the Ready Player One franchise. They probably found our show through the Ready Player One fan site. Well, you know what? I hate to break it to them, but it's uh, no good. Even the book's no good. It's just like, how many references can I list in order? And I'm like, you know what? I uh, I lived through the I love the 80s fad of VH1 oh, in the early yes. 2000s. Right. I don't need to read it in a book. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Dennis Miller style. Oh. They did a book, Dennis Miller style, where you just say lots of references to things, right. and you're like, this was something. But then imagine Wasn't if halfway it? through Ready Player One, there's like, um, you know, like Donkey Kong shows up with like a gun or whatever, and then like <laughs> it cuts away to Hell Sparks, and he's like, remember Donkey Kong with a gun? <laughs> I was straight. I love the 80s. <laughs> you remember when Funky Kong shut off Roosevelt Field? <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the Funky Kong dance, and then he like starts doing it as they cut away. <laughs> hey, back then, everyone had a piano key necktie, and lives were being claimed by apes. Man, what a great time to be a mediocre comedian. You could oh, get paid. <laughs> Yeah, that's the story like of um, Pete Holmes. That was how Pete Holmes came to prominence. <laughs> the rise of Pete Holmes. Well, he's like the perfect comedian to put on that show because he can't believe anything you show him. Of so course, like, yeah. Whoa, 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 look at the men without hats. Where are their hats? <laughs> Someone get these guys some damn hats. Good thing they're safe. <laughs> if you're not laughing at these hats, you didn't hear correctly. <laughs> I have a very distinct memory of watching like Premium Blend or some shit when I was, um, you know, probably elementary school age, and some guy being on stage being like, "Can you believe the Snorks? <laughs> <laughs> They're like the Smurfs but underwater. What bullshit!" And like even then, I was like, "I don't think this is." Good. <laughs> I mean, somebody has to call that out, though. You, you can't just do the Smurfs underwater and you get can't. away with it. He's no, speaking it's, the truth on, you know. But it's like a Todd Berry type who's like, uh, the, Smur- the Snorks, that's, yeah. just, that's just the Smurfs underwater. You didn't think we'd notice? Get this. I know the Snorks. <laughs> <laughs> Speed <Papa Snork>. buggy. <laughs> that's just yes. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> Jabberjaw. Oh, thanks, Jabberjaw. I've got a date. 
Todd Berry rules. I, he's definitely an acquired taste. I tried to show Hannah Boone Todd Berry in 2018 or something, mm-hmm. like really late, because he had a new special come out. And admittedly, it was not his best one. It was called Spicy Honey. It oh, dropped yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I didn't And like I'm that a Todd one. Berry head, so I, I'd seen it three times. And I was telling people about it, and she was like, I'll check it out. And then I got texted the next day that was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> It's just an old man acting very confident for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> He's the, the best. The idea of Hannah Boone watching that by herself is so hilarious. <laughs> just I was, on a recommendation. I was just thinking about her because uh, Who's Vagina came up naturally the other day. Oh, yeah. yeah. As it does. <laughs> yeah, classic it does moment. In my everyday conversation. Um, this is a big episode for Vagina. This it is, is a big yeah. Vegina episode. This is sure. like the the big turning point, I'd say, for for Vegina as a character. She's this is when they have you uh, scoop away all that stuff you remember from the last five episodes yeah, just mm-hmm. and put it in a small corner in your brain and yeah. just leave it there <laughs> that, so you can enjoy the fun. Put that genocide in a pressure cooker and don't check Ooh. on it for years. Yeah, it's like, it's like a trash <laughs> compactor. It's just slowly pushing it and pushing it until it's a smaller and smaller cube. Yep. Context aside, Nazis had some great uniforms <laughs> uh, speaking of which what the fuck's up you guys How's yeah what week? the fuck is up that actually does uh transition into um i went to an airbnb this weekend upstate and what the fuck's up did you guys see that the the post i did about the, the i found like a life magazine with an article about um uh, it's from like 1981 and it's an article about dudes who collect Nazi memorabilia Woof! and it's like all <laughs> these pictures of these like middle class white dudes just like driving around in Hitler's car and like <laughs> wearing like you know a Nazi outfit and whatever one of them has like his kid playing with a Nazi doll That's and then so they'll weird. never come back to haunt the yeah, soul of the but nation the, but then the whole <laughs> article is just like look at all these wacky dudes who love collecting Hitler stuff <laughs> they never yeah. once are like I wonder if these guys are Nazi yeah <laughs> they're Nazis, and they're definitely not afraid of ghosts. Because <laughs> that's all I can think about. That shit's hella haunted. You know, in Portland, because it's such a friendly and progressive uh, community, every antique shop had Nazi shit in it. And, of course. Uh, you'd always, like, it'd always be in this, like, case in the corner, and you'd just be like, don't go in there. That's where the bad thoughts live. <laughs> <laughs> that's for special clientele. Basically. You need um, a key. We talked about this last week, but Rat Race, the hit film, has uh-huh. a whole like gag where they they try to go to the uh, John Lovitz takes his kids to the Barbie Museum, but it's the Klaus Barbie Museum, <laughs> <laughs> and he like he ends up like running away because they find out he's Jewish and they all chase him and he's in Hitler's car and he like chokes on something and it sounds like he's speaking German. And he has a oh, fake mustache. Hi, Larry. So even like nineteen ninety nine, it was like, could you imagine if this came back? Do you? You guys, imagine. Do you guys have any Nazi memorabilia stories? Because I have one my friend told me that's like fucking insane. No, I'm on the I'm on the right side of history. Yeah, I, don't I am also I don't have on the right side like of that. history. Well, okay, so know. a really like hot, spooky friend of mine, she uh <laughs> has this crazy story. I'm picturing a woman Casper. Go on. Uh she uh went on a she's Jewish, and that's important for this <laughs> story. She went on a date. Uh, with this guy and they go back to his place and he opens the door and there's just like fucking Nazi memorabilia all everywhere and he just like didn't feel necessary to bring it up so like as soon as she sees it she's like 
wow, I uh, gotta go. And like, <laughs> he's just doing normal date stuff. Like, do you want a drink? Like, you know. Uh, <laughs> I make a pretty good Mai Tai. Like, I just like. Icebreakers. <sighs> what was the time that you felt scared? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> what did your grandpa do for a living? Yeah. <laughs> What's something you believe that if everyone found out they'd be pissed? <laughs> I'll go first. Do you have any like silly tattoos you got as a kid? Like the silly Billy ones that you got that you kind of like keep under your shirt sometimes, but like would it be cool if the person you were with was like kind of into it? <laughs> Do you ever see like the wooden cross Jesus died on and think that's not sturdy enough? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh boy! Yeah. Anyway, um, good times on on our anime podcast. Yeah, glad she got out of there. I want to give a shout out, by the way, to the dozens of fans who messaged me on Twitter saying, "In fact, Giri Haji on Netflix is good, and Katie and Jeremy should watch it." Update from last week: Giri Haji, fantastic show. Here's an update that I still don't care. I'm yeah, still I'm not, not going to watch it. it. I'm not you watching it. Face flocked to me to tell you. The fans also like Bleach. They also like Bleach. And you know what? Bleach Bleach is is a great anime. It's dog shit. Listen, listen. that dog shit sandwich. You can send as many DMs as you want to Katie. I will never watch it. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? When we started Z-Kai, you promised to be my guardians. Where was that? Where's that energy? That's true. The Ribbentrop Pact of Dragon Ball. Betrayed. You know, there's nothing but been betrayal in 2020. There's been murders of innocent black people. Fascism's rise mm-hmm. to power. And Jeremy Alex stopped defending me. Yeah, right. From- <laughs> well, when I saw the other stuff happening, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to break into all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, but Katie, you would have you would have been in an absolute nightmare in this Airbnb we stayed in. It was oh. like um it, it was like a, a rockabilly chicks like heaven world. Oh no. <laughs> she was I guess like- she and her she and her partner had like bought this cabin and they like decked it out in like exactly what you're imagining. <laughs> so like leopard print and like uh-huh. and like weird, everything is like, like a Betty period Page something and like yeah. and like red and white checker pattern. Like, I love I love like mid century furniture. So that shit I'm like down to clown. But That's there's like, like cars. a there's a precipice though, right? Where like once you cross it, you're like, oh, but you just live in like a Smithsonian exhibit. Yeah, that's true. It, it's weird. You just feel really well, weird. Well, especially around it when all. you're like two white people and you're like, I love the fifties. That too. That too. You're like, you're like, what do you? What, I, what's going on in here? I, uh, <laughs> there was just something about it. I'm a big fan of gender roles. Yeah. And and, and when black people can't go places. And calling rock and roll music something else <laughs> that I'm not going to say on this podcast. <laughs> the blues. I, I like to keep work and play separate but equal. Yeah, like, I love, you know, like, when you first see, like, a hot rockabilly chick, you're like, oh, look at her. She's fun. And then, like, if you realize that's, like, their whole thing, you, the wheels start turning. You're like, what's going on here? What's going on? Oh, no. <laughs> what? Like, what, what don't you like? Like, there's got to yeah. be something. <laughs> how how committed to authenticity are you? Yeah. <laughs> how much of this is about the glory of the post-war boom? Yeah. yeah why aren't you punk anymore? <laughs> yeah. Right. 
Why, who chased wh- you out? <laughs> who chased you out of punk and into like a sexy air raid uniform? Like, so <laughs> mm. mm. uh, specious. She had all these books on the bookshelves that were like all um, like a, a gal, a simple gal's guide to like a vintage lifestyle. No. Oh no! And it's all, it's like all these pictures of like the like it's uh, someone who sells, I guess, vintage stuff. And it's all pin-up pictures of them just like, you know what's a fun thing to do with a room? Tiki bar. And then it's like a picture of them like holding giant cherries. <laughs> Quaaludes. I mean, like, They're hard to get, but they're still good. Part of me uh, admires anyone that can fully commit to a look like that because sure. like, I can't. Like, I, you know, I have pieces from here and there, but I can't. But like, there's just something very particular about that subsect. Mm-hmm. That it's just like, and I would never judge a high femme. I like it when they're lesbians. Like, I love it when two lesbians are like super femme 50s. Then I'm like, go all in, sis. But like, right. when it's, you know, there's something weird. Or like, one of them is super femme 50s and one of them is like a greaser. Yeah. Oh, that's a I great, love that's that. a cool, that's a or cool I love dynamic. It when people Again, like. Again, the Portlandia. Or couple. when ladies like do a, um, like a commitment to like a 40s teddy teddy boy look mm, like that's yes. cool but like mostly i'm just like all right man like <laughs> yeah i think a big on, key man. to pulling off the uh the like pin-up lifestyle or like the the rockabilly lifestyle you have to be gay yeah i think gayness mm. really like neutralizes it really it subverts the genre yeah yeah. Doesn't it? It flips it on its head. Alex, well, it's I, like, I'm sensing that you're feeling left out of this conversation. Do you have anything to add? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, sometimes it's time for people like me to step back and listen. And that's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big week for Jeremy finding things that would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what else did he find? He tagged me and uh, fucking... Um, uh, Bryn, sorry, I was having such a brain fart. I was going to call her Kylie for some reason. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he tagged me. That's the funniest in, name for her. I now. don't know why. He tagged me and Bryn in this like banjo cover of a 100 Gex song. And he's like, finally, Bryn and Katie come together in hatred. And I'm like, truly. <laughs> I, I couldn't hate Something this Something for more. everybody. <laughs> oh, could you explain like what parts of that each one of them is supposed to hate to me? Well, I was thinking that Katie hates uh, gutter punks and yes. uh, folk punk and yes. banjos. Yes. And then Bryn hates 100 Gex. I don't know, Katie, how you feel about it. Oh, but I love 100 Gex. I love them. I'm like all oh, about no. them right now, man. Guys. Oh, yeah. It's no. just too many Gex. So I got really into them when they first dropped because that's the kind of music my band was trying to make when I right. was a kid, but we just didn't have the skills. And I I, I love all the PC music shit. Like, mm-hmm. I get why people think it's unlistenable, but like, for someone like me, that's all I want to hear. Sure, and I'd, uh, I'd even agree with people that it is kind of unlistenable, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, but the thing is, it just turns in terms of volumes, like one to five gex. That's probably <laughs> the most amount of gex I can take. Here's at a time. the thing: I love reptiles. You get a hundred of them, and it's like this is a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. I love reptiles. I want all a hundred of them. Yeah. Lined up in a row. And oh, we have been Gex waiting a long time. Geckos? Is that like an official thing? I think it's like Gex, like Gex 64. That's what I was going to say is we've been waiting for a, a sequel to Gex 64. And we is finally that have what it. it is? <laughs> yes. That makes me like the band much more than before because I'm all about Gex. I, think, I like that he's James Bond, but he's a lizard. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he's got little one-liners about yeah. 
and, and like and weird movies. racist jokes about yeah. China. I don't, oh, this might yeah. be like the PC police, but no one's talked about Gex in quite some time. Yeah. Dude, when are we going to cancel fucking Gex? When are we going to cancel Gex for his weird Chinese jokes? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, I don't know if you guys are still sharing stuff from this guy, but Leisure Suit Larry has quite a few problems. <laughs> <laughs> but at least sure, Leisure Suit Leisure Suit Larry was at least explicitly a dirty game like it was supposed to be a little edgy and whatever like Gex was just okay, a kids okay. game that was about TV I'll grant, I'll grant he's neurodivergent because his brain is full of cum <laughs> but <laughs> no uh, <laughs> that's no. why he's shaped like that dog look at his head dog <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god. This is stupid. We're all dumb right now, huh? Yeah, so what else is in Gex? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I remember it was different than like Banjo Kazooie or I remember Mario. the Titanic level because it was like the boat was straight up and down and yeah, it was hard. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to talk about this anymore. I think it's dumb. Well, I remember it's that it was like left unspoken. I don't like it. It was all canceled. like movie themed, right? It, yeah, was, it was everything like movie. was movie. It was it was movie parody. Yeah, why does he always go into the movies? Yeah, it was just too many ripoffs in a row because it was doing the Mario thing with the paintings, but with movies. Right. Yes. 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 And so it had been done, and that's why he's left been left in the dustbin of history <laughs> as a as a character who could never take power. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have another um, media discussion Let's go. to begin, and that is to ask the room, has anyone watched Cobra Kai? No. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna. It looks fun. So here's the thing. I knew nothing about it. I saw people talking about it, and I, I'm kind of running out of things to watch because it's, you know, a quarantine, and I've watched everything else I could possibly watch. And so uh, I booted this up for the first time, knowing nothing about the show. The first episode, they play maybe 15 running minutes of the first Karate Kid movie. Really? <laughs> they just like take footage from the movie and are like, this is the show. Remember this? Swan kick. Um, here's the thing about Cobra Kai is it was originally a YouTube Red show. You know, YouTube Red, when YouTube's like, do you want to pay for YouTube? And everyone was like, no. 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 <laughs> Eat shit. Absolutely not. No way. <laughs> um, it's, it's very interesting, though, because it is essentially, you can just see, looking at the credits and then what happens in the show, that this show was just Ralph Macchio brute-forcing his way back into, like, the culture. And he's like, how do I do that? Well, we're going to explore the other side of the uh, the Karate Kid story. But at the same time, you get, for free, this unfiltered look at, like, how 50-year-old millionaires view culture now, where they keep having these scenes where, like, the bad, like, Johnny or whatever keeps interacting with all these teens. <clears throat> He's like, hey, kids, don't you know how to pick up a hot babe? And they're like, a hot babe? I'm too busy figuring out my gender. And he's like, drink a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big part of the show. It, I it can't is wait. fantastic. I'm going to do that. I'm going to bump fucking you're the best around gonna cruise up and down yeah because it's, so it's like on a netflix joke. it comes back every episode where he's like here's how you do a punch and they're like a punch i thought you meant being gay <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
<laughs> is it always about like like sexuality or gender? Or is no, it sometimes but about it's, like it has been on my lot, phone? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been a little bit on my phone. There's like yoga it, girls or whatever, but Is it like that terrible Heather's TV show oh, they tried God. to do? <laughs> I didn't see that, but I, I don't I think the Heather's reboot, from what I understand, like tried to abandon the eighties. No, they tried to uh, well, abandon, sort of. but it made it like this time the bullies are like gay people they're PC police and I'm like huh did uh, I ever tell you about doing the focus group uh, for that no uh, but you did a focus what the I was fuck like Jeremy yeah I was in a I was in a focus group for, for the pilot for that years ago that's how long that thing's in production hell because they just yeah, like kept trying to make it work focus groups you were like not wifed up and like well this wasn't like college time this would have been like early comedy time so it okay. was like right when I was first ruining my first career to do comedy. I um, expressed many opinions on toothpaste in this period for prepaid you credit know, cards. I was mm-hmm. doing focus groups early comedy too because my friend looked, worked at the focus group shit at the Portland Mall and I would just yeah. like smoke free cigarettes and <laughs> go get my Dude, the best thing about- unrated cigarette. <laughs> yep. The FDI, FDA hasn't gotten its hands <laughs> yeah, on yet, it's Katie. Like a what literal- do you think? You know, like in a uh, Repo Man, how everything in the grocery store just says like product on it yeah, and yeah, stuff. Uh-huh. That's like literally what I was handed. It was like a white box, a cigarette box that said menthol on them. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, yes, I will smoke this whole thing. Thank you. <laughs> um, oh, but so like this would have been like probably five years ago uh, that I would have done the focus group for the Heather's pilot. And I just remember like huge room of people there's like 30 of us in there and we're all watching the pilot together and we have like a little dial that's like anytime you uh like something you like dial up anytime you don't like something you dial down and then uh they ask us questions afterwards right and i think that they probably found maybe two people who actually liked it because they were trying to like break (laughs) us out into groups based on like what our overall vibe was and i i saw three different groups come with me to like the negative area based on your identity like you look like you sell your feet for cash (laughs) it just was like that movie is so good and they completely missed why it was so good yeah, like and completely. they just made a weird, like, I don't know like, who that was supposed to be for. I don't know. They thought Like, it was who's edgy. watching a teen show version of Heathers and is also like, yeah, you're totally right, man. Like, lesbians are bullies. Anyway, uh, how much time have we done? I feel like we need to talk about anime now, fellas. Uh, we got a few more minutes. I will just give my final, like, uh, say on this thing in that it's special because... Unlike other 80s reboots, which tried to do the same story but woke, this one makes no attempt to do that and is like, it's still the 80s. <laughs> well, it, is it like it, it's like self-aware, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's good. <laughs> oh, man. I, now I really can't wait to watch this. <laughs> yeah. The politics are shit, but it doesn't fucking matter because it's like they made an 80s movie now for some reason. Yeah. Well, it's still like white people doing karate, so we're already... Oh, yeah. And the bad the bad guy is a... And th- this has come up... I've only seen like two or three episodes. The bad guy is a like Asian high schooler who doesn't get why Daniel-san wants to have a dojo in his house. <laughs> 
and he tries to feed him sushi and he's like i don't like sushi and he's like you have offended me oh my god <laughs> hell yes <laughs> yeah i'm gonna like marathon that Oh my Highly god. Highly recommend Just because Joel Esposito wrote the greatest montage song of all time. Second to none to push it to the limit. Oh my god. I'm trying to think really hard of the song. I'm sorry. You're I the best for around. Come on, man. Yeah, okay. In the Yes. That kind of music is so special in that the the mentality from those films is one to one imprinted on the minds of law enforcement to the point where anytime you see a cop peel off, you can just put in your head like Motley Crue's "Kickstart My Heart," yeah. and it's like you're uh-huh. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, totally. There's not really nearly as much of like that type of music anymore either, where it's like specifically written for montages. No, no, it's rock and roll. And, you know, all, today, everybody, they're afraid to rock out, and instead they're too busy being 100 gecks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're too busy taking as many gecks as they can based on the offensive video game character and putting it into a song. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to, like, nobody wants to tell you that you're the best around anymore. They just want to figure out their freaking gender. Yes. <laughs> they're too busy posting a tweet <laughs> on their damn selfie stick <laughs> nobody nobody cares about the eye of the tiger anymore <laughs> wait they i just... don't know if this was this week did was dennis miller's or not dennis miller uh dennis leary's tweet about the pumpkin spice latte this week i don't even know what you're talking about i don't know about. what you're talking about dennis leary made an amazing uh statement against the pumpkin spice latte it's not like even fall. too late <laughs> Like, He's like, maybe not- once we figure out... Hold on, let me just get this up. I want to have this for the show. <laughs> wow, a lot of Boston representation on the show today. I don't know how I feel about that. You know what? I feel strong. <laughs> Boston strong. There we go. Where is he? Oh, he spells his name with one S. That really threw me off. Dennis? Yeah. Yeah, there's Denise always one Leary. S. Yeah, what, are you what am I about? figuring out my gender on my phone? Okay, yep. Okay. This was the tweet. It was a uh, I think a week ago from today. He said, Dear science, once you tackle COVID, we're gonna need an anti pumpkin fucking spice vaccine. Dude, <laughs> what the fuck was this? 2012? Grow up. <laughs> Damn, hell yeah. I just most... haven't heard anybody complain about that in so long. It really made my day. I we, really should, we should all pull a classic <laughs> shitty Jeremy and reply, <laughs> nice to it. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, my man. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my, my way. Man. I'm on my way. <laughs> You can find it. That has been taken care of by this point, but, you know, hop on the pile. Hi! It's me, Link. Press A to continue. While venturing to the great land of Hyrule, I've been listening to this great weeb podcast, Ballin' Out Super, and subscribe to their Patreon at patreon.com slash pod. See ya! For just $5 a month, that brings me a whole extra episode every week. I need that while killing mushrooms and baddies. Press A to continue. For $7 a month, I can even vote on which anime those weebs are going to watch next week on the show. See ya! All right. 
Ganondorf is here, so I gotta go. The title of this episode is The Nightmare Raccoon. Come out and play, Vegeta. Uh, wow. Come out and play, Vegeta. Come out and play. What a title, you guys. Uh, what an episode. What a title. Uh, I'm just going to say this right now. This episode fucking rips. I uh, I was just like, nice the whole time. Yeah, this yeah. was wildly good. Yeah. <laughs> this was the one good episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> this is the best one. We open up and uh, Ginyu, the leader of the Ginyu Force, our big purple daddy, is casually jugging, juggling the Dragon Balls he collected for Frieza, and he <laughs> he drops one. Better not lose them before I get these to Frieza. A Don't little, worry, uh-oh. he doesn't. A little tonal, tonal uh, amuse-bouge for the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Consider my boosh a moose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we like to have fun here. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. That I'm was laughing. a very, that was a silly ass intro, though. Yeah, it was really <laughs> like, what dumb. What the fuck? Oh, what was the whoa. point? I know, right? Because then you think they're implying that he's going to lose one, and maybe in regular Dragon Ball Z he did, but no, they just, uh, right. it's fine. <laughs> ah, yeah. Due to some fancy editing, I did not lose one of these. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of the squad is still uh, squaring off against the remaining Ginyu Force, minus uh, the green guy. Goldo. Goldo. Last episode, they killed Goldo. They took a firm stance against short kings. So they're just casually laughing at Krillin, Gohan, and Vegeta. And then uh, Raccoon now steps up to the plate. Raccoon, for those of you who don't remember, is our tall... Uh, redhead uh, guy who talks like a reject Hanna-Barbera character. He's yeah. kind of like the Peyton Manning of the Ginyu Force. Honestly, yes. I would say that's true. Not in he, terms of position, but in terms of personality. Yeah. I noticed in this episode, he kind of sometimes, like most of the time, he just talks like a like a dumb guy character. But like yeah. every so often, he sounds like Tommy Wiseau. Well, here's the thing. Uh... Up until this point, Raccoon, even though he's he's kind of like presented as the goon of the group, like the muscle where it's like, oh, I'm going to get you good. But he takes a tonal shift, this one, into just, uh, for lack of a more PC term, a big old queen. He's just yeah. Uh, yeah. really just taking the stage and putting on shows and girl has reveals and uh yeah. what a tonal shift for our like, man raccoon really glad i didn't pick him for boyfriend watch because boy would i the egg on my face huh <laughs> you'd be disappointed yeah well i did pick him and i think we're gonna have a happy life together <laughs> um, <laughs> i've always been a background character that's my kind of that's my kind of role <laughs> like the spotlight but uh <laughs> Rakum, he, they all have to do the ginyu force poses like captain ginyu if you're going to join this elite squad he's going to teach you the pose and you got to do it and you're excited to be part of the squad so you're going to do it but Rakum is the one who you can tell is like thrilled to be there oh mm-hmm. he, he does the biggest ones he auditioned and he got that first call back and you know he nailed it like <laughs> yeah Rakum, you can be the human t 
Lie <laughs> all the way down, buddy. You got it. Yeah, he's like a like a young Brando, you know, just like <laughs> <laughs> they just knew the moment they saw him, they're like star quality. So <laughs> why are his thighs this big? Rak- My God. <laughs> Raccoon approaches Vegeta and he's like, Come get some. And he's like, Your little friends can join too. And Jay's like, Oi, save the little ones for us. Uh, and Gohan remarks how much he hates. I hate these guys, he says. And that's yeah. when Raccoon does his first performance of the episode where he does a beautiful dance in his jumpsuit to uh, announce, feel the power of Raccoon. Feel yeah. the power of Raccoon. And yeah. when he says these things, they're never a joke. No. They're always like <laughs> him laying it on the line. complete sincerity and you know that's what i love to see in a performer full commitment and so vegeta is like true short king shit he's like fuck this he immediately powers up and uh birder just looks over at jeets and and uh jace is like oi his powers raised thirty thousand, a number that means anything to us and is very important to the show i hope my scouter doesn't explode (laughs) Oh, he's even more powerful than a roo. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, yeah, Chase. Okay, okay, okay. Hand me a Faustus. (laughs) I haven't seen something like this since Space Path. Oh my god. See, this is yeah. what I was trying to get out of you guys last week. Right. Yeah. Well, it takes a minute to get into the voice. I'm glad you guys like to really inhabit a character. Some warm up. Uh, so G- Vegeta loses his shit. He yells and he like immediately volleyball punches Raccoon. He fisty punches. Wow, it's so cool. It's la- great. He lands on him, double knees like, shatters his armor. He's just fucking him up. And then he literally swings Raccoon around his head into a mountain. And then he does a Gallic gun at him and blows up the mountain. And I'm yeah. like, The mountain, by the way, is like a mile away. Yeah. It's fucking <laughs> he hits it like an airplane. Sick. And at this point, I was like, nice, when he does the Gallic gun. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit. We're doing it. Just could not stop doing the hang loose thing with my hand. <laughs> yes, dude. Yes. Whistling at the computer constantly. And just after watching all of Dragon Ball Super, when they get to a point where they're so powerful that you just see like the blur fist and the fight mm-hmm. is the blur fist over and over again. Yeah. Watching them do the things where they're doing like hammer hands and power bombs from a million feet in the sky is yeah. like this is a this is what you want the show and, like, to be. This is amazing. Suplexes, they're doing like actual wrestling moves and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. He fucking suplexes them like from the sky into the ground. It's so sick. Gohan and Krillin jump out of the way of the Gallic gun because they're like, oh, wow. And, G- you know, Vegeta's huffy. His armor's all fucked up. And Krillin's like, he did it. Vegeta's so strong. I can't believe he did it. And Gohan's like, why are you always jumping to conclusions? <laughs> He's totally <laughs> you fine. You should have killed him with that sword. I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> It's so true. Well, the smoke clears and Raccoon's like, this bitch chooses to live. And uh, everyone's like, oh, no. And he goes, hello. And he starts laughing. And Vegeta scowls. And he's like, that was a great warm up. But let's go. And Jace (laughs) says to his life partner, Burner, he's like, oh, he's showing Showing off for the littles again, for, for, for you know. Uh, Look at him flexing oh, on the shorties. Like, Burner's like, I'm covered in dust. 
pay for lunch. Right? <laughs> oh yeah, and like Jace is like got his like this hanky that he just has. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this like implies that like I feel like Birder and Frieza, even though Birder's like very like more mask than Frieza, is of the same like fickle East Side evil alien gaze, where it's just like, oh, it's filthy. <laughs> He has, like, the the Donald Trump uh, germophobia thing. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't like being dirty. He likes being fast. Yeah. (laughs) The dirt makes me less aerodynamic. (laughs) (laughs) It does also make me think that maybe he is, like, a lizard who needs to soak up the sun. Oh, maybe. If he gets the dirt on him, he can't soak it up the way he likes. It gets in my pores. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that this point? I get blackheads (laughs) like you wouldn't believe. Oh, Oh, my scales are atrocious. (laughs) You know Jace likes to squeeze out those blackheads for him because he's a thoughtful partner. Oh, he's that kind of creep. (laughs) I like popping! (laughs) (laughs) My favorite YouTube channels are... Poppers. (laughs) (laughs) Poppers. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of hot ones, they should have a show called Pop Ones. Can one of you? I can't do this accent. Can one of you say my favorite show is Poppers and Poppers? Like the idea is like you do poppers and then pop. Like oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite show is Poppers and Poppers, <laughs> where you pop and you don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Alex. So- also, do we think that Goldo is straight? Is Goldo the only straight one in the game? Oh my yeah, god, dude. yes. Goldo's that's like why a they... homophobic guy, too. You can tell. <laughs> that's why they hate him. <laughs> Nobody's sad that he died. <laughs> I was like, oh, now we can't do our poses. They're like, me with that shit. <laughs> They're like, this is, you know, we tried it, and it turns out not worth the effort. <laughs> Goldo, not a good fit for the team. Glad he's dead. Goldo. Oh, they're all all changing in front of each other and shit, and Goldo's like, I have four whole eyes. (laughs) Come on. Oh, my God. So, Raccoon then uh, knees Vegeta in the face, and he goes uh, flying, and there's a quick barrage of fisty punches that he blocks, and then he slams him so hard into the ground that Vegeta's head goes into the ground, and his feet are... Sticking up, oh my god, how silly. That's so silly, you guys. His feet are sticking out of the ground. And Raccoon grabs him by his boot, and he's like, ah, look at you all in the ground. And Vegeta goes, look, (laughs) Major, look, dumbass, and blasts him (laughs) in the face. Uh, Because, you know, Vegeta loves a fake out. That's like his whole thing. He's an underhanded rapscallion. Oh, wait, uh, before, oh, god. There's so much. There's so much good fighting in this, and as we know historically on this show, when the fighting's good, my descriptions are bad. Yeah. Because uh, there, yeah, there's a part where he like throws him into a lake, and Vegeta shoots out of the lake and punches Raccoon in the stomach, and you think he's got him, but then Raccoon laughs, and then that's when he knocks him into the ground. Raccoon is always laughing, and the other thing about Raccoon, and we haven't really discussed this, is the battle damage to the clothes on him is unparalleled. Wow, this is get, classic. They get so lazy with this later. But I love it. It's like part of like Vegeta's epaulets are missing. Everyone's clothes are all burnt and torn up, as would make sense if you were shooting laser beams at everybody. You yeah. see a third of his ass for the That's rest the of this fight. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and I simply love to see it. 
Well, you were saying he reminds you of Tommy Wiseau and nothing more than his big, muscular ass. <laughs> yeah, when he does those squats, is you just hear, I am your Rose, I am your Rose. <laughs> uh, right, and that Rosie happens right Rosa. now. So, once again, Raccoon is totally fine, and then to show Krillin and Gohan how fine he is, he jumps up and starts doing like a really intense squat, and it's all ass in the camera. I've never yeah. seen anything like this in the show <laughs> where it's just like a little something for the fellas ass <laughs> it's like his back has a low cut shirt <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> the animation in this episode is like kind of nuts um, yeah well, it's all they, over they the do, place they do the Kai thing too where they're trying to fill in the frames they're missing but the frames they're missing are like the most Dragon Ball Z shit that's ever been on the show so it sticks out real bad yeah. But then there's like random shit that they, for whatever reason, were like, no, we don't need to add anything here. Like at the beginning, when he first starts fighting them, he's like walking towards them saying like some sort of like, oh, now you, now you mind, Vegeta. Like, but his mouth doesn't move. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like wide open and he's just Aww. talking. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they're like, that doesn't need new animation. But what does is. This insert of Raccoon charging a beam. What, what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do is just pronounce it like your mouth is all the way open the whole time. Voice acting is like a really um, sought after career for <laughs> hilarious people like ourselves, and I feel like Raccoon proves that literally any of us can make it if we really tried. It's true, yeah. Um, so I anyway. think Raccoon proves that none of us will make it because he is the same. voice voices like the other eight characters. <laughs> That's true. Um, so, Raccoon announces, oh, you're fighting dirty just the way I like. <laughs> and Jace goes, go wild, Raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> go get him. Uh, he announces, if you have any more moves you want to try, get him in before I'm going to kill you. You know, like, I don't know if you have, like, a laundry list of chores or anything, but, you know, get them in while you can before I murder you. Right. But at this point, Vegeta actually does not have any other moves. Yeah, Vegeta, he has the Gallic gun, and he has hammer hands. And he's done both. And he's freaking out. He thinks to himself, he better think of something. While we cut to Gohan, I mean, uh, Krillin, and he's like, Gohan, if Vegeta goes down, they're definitely going to murder the shit out of us. And then instead of being a total coward, he's like, let's go all in. I'm like, okay, Krillin, maybe this will work out. Just so you guys know, it does not. Uh, Raccoon does some more poses to announce that it's time to die. And this is the most I've ever related to a Dragon Ball character because I love to annoy the shit out of people through song and dance. Anyone that's ever played against me in any fighting game that I win can attest to this. Um, mm. it, Alex has not experienced Disgraceful this stuff Because he's a much better gamer than me <laughs> I'm not losing these fights people I'm he's, playing with he, technique He with simply honor. isn't I just bully other people to play Smash with me Because I know I can beat them <laughs> <laughs> Oh you know what's the most disgraceful thing That I've seen in a fighting game And this goes back to a stream we did last weekend But David Citric plays with <laughs> no honor uh, we did Super Smash Brothers when we were on tour last year, and he his favorite move is the Donkey Kong thing where you put them on your back and jump off the cliff, except a worse version of that where when he's losing, he just kills himself over and over again <laughs> and makes you watch. 
That's what? such a bitch move, David. That is bitch made. That is some bullshit. Like, I love David Citric, but I will fully come out here and say, David Citric, that is a coward-ass move, and you, when it comes to Smash, are playing like a bitch. He has the yeah. gaming behavior of a coward, and I want to use a public platform to announce that. <laughs> I bet you're all reconsidering who you voted for cutest David now. Yeah, I can reopen that poll, by the way. I did was, he win? Did Citric win? He won he did, just yeah. because he's the most well-known David on our show. But uh, well, He's the tallest. I think the best thing about that is how he just punished David uh, Twitey into the ground about it on their own yes. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which so, is what you want somebody to do. When you put up a poll like that, that's what you're hoping somebody will do with it. You lock two Davids in a cage, they're going to establish dominance. So anyway... We're so close, fellas. Uh, Raccoon <laughs> then announces he's going to do an eraser gun, and he opens his mouth, because it's a beam from the mouth, and you know I love a mouth beam, and then Krillin... The best kind of beam! Krillin and Gohan uh, realize they got to save Vegeta for some reason, because now he's a pal and not a genocidal maniac, and uh, so they do a move where like they knock him out of the way, and Krillin kind of like knocks Raccoon on the back of the head, and Jeets is like, Fuck you. He literally says your complete lack of battle sense makes me want to throw up, which, wow, what a line. Yeah, what a great <laughs> one, yeah. And, uh, you know, Krillin remarks at the size of the crater, and then Raccoon sits up. He's like, wow, a sneak attack. Pretty cool. Pretty sneaky, sis. Uh, but here's the thing. You made me close my mouth and all my teeth are gone. Damn, that sucks. Yeah, he takes this like a champ too. I uh, I got you know my what? teeth knocked out in a comedian's football game a few years ago, and no one was cool about it. What? People were looking at me and screaming, and there was blood shooting out of my mouth. What's with all our friends knocking their teeth out in like hilarious adorable? You remember when Joe specifically didn't... in comedian sports? Yeah, things? didn't Joe uh, knock his these clowns front do not know how to act at a drunk basketball game? <laughs> um, it's a war without mercy is what well, it is you know i have a theory mm. that frieza force has excellent health care benefits that's Absolutely. why they have so many people signing up that's they, like if you work for raytheon you have incredible benefits yeah yeah dental he'll just get a whole new set of teeth and it like won't cost him shit they'll just put him in that like underwater thing um <laughs> Just put him in the tank and his teeth grow back. It's disgusting. <laughs> so he asked Birder and Jace if he can kill uh, Krill and Gohan now that they fucked with him. And Birder goes, fine, but you owe us hot fudge Sundays because we're such good little boys. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Okay. <laughs> Sunday time. <laughs> you know my boys. That's what we call sex. <laughs> They still it's have- like, admit it, Birder. You want a whole egg in your mouth at <laughs> once. Don't yeah. pretend you want a Sunday, you lizard fuck. No, I, I think Planet Frieza still has an operational friendlies. Yeah, the only one left. <laughs> That's like King Cooler's last decree. Is they still it's have- fun to work here. <laughs> I have the last one. Oh we're defying lockdown because we're bad. So, if you'd like to come to the office, you can sit in a beanbag chair. Uh, <laughs> we have razor scooters that you can use to scoot around the office. <laughs> and it's a big office. <laughs> Make sure to scoot one over when we do your fun time employee review. Uh, 
<laughs> anyway, so Raccoon then kicks the shit out of Krillin, and he lands on his stomach, and he turns to Gohan, and he's like, damn, he just broke every single bone in my body. Yeah, <laughs> even with all this power up, I suck ass. He literally says, even with the power up from Grand Elder, I still am useless. And we're like, yep, that sounds right. You That's are right. worthless. The thing is, too, like, the kick doesn't hit all the bones in his body, but the foot is so big, it seems like it just, like, would nudge the rest of it into breaking. Yeah, and he's also so little. He's such a little guy. Go on. You can fit him on a spoon. He goes, hold on, Krillin. He's like, nah, I suck shit, and there's nothing we can do. <laughs> Rogue uh, Raccoon goes, damn, I want to fuck around more, but I seem to be killing people real easy. Uh, and then Gohan stands up and he's like, this isn't over. Meanwhile, in space, uh, Goku's coming. Okay. okay <laughs> Back oh, to Goku. Gohan. Goku alert. <laughs> Goku alert. Gohan, uh, uh, you know, turns up the gas on his beam hands. Uh, and he starts shooting a big old beam. But Raccoon just does a little, he blows it away like a, a candle flame. He goes, whoop. And he then punches Gohan into the ground. And he laughs at the baby he just hurt. Gohan says, Dad, where are you? And he stands up and he goes, I'm not giving up. Meanwhile, yeah, Gohan takes a big beating this episode. Ginyu has successfully delivered the Dragon Balls to Frieza. He gives him heaps of praise. He goes, good job, Ginyu. It makes me wonder why I didn't call you right away. And we're like, hmm, I wonder why. Wonder why. And then uh, he goes... I'm very excited. And he goes, let me perform this dance of joy for you. And he's like, um, may- maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm good. It's so shitty. And it's like, Frieza, we want to see the dance. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to stop him from showing us the dance? It's selfish. Clearly, you understand that this is part of the deal with the Ginyu Force. Why are you denying him his artistic freedom? He just gave you immortality. (laughs) If you don't want him to do the dance, make an office rule that there's no dance. Yeah. Or aren't you a fun boss? Hmm? Yeah, I thought you were a fun boss. I thought you were a fun boss. Why did Uh, I come here to the office during the pandemic? Frieza is so excited about this gift of Dragon Balls that his tail goes wild and he goes, I'm going to admit it, I'm a little bit hard right now. They go to summon the dragon and they're both yelling. Meanwhile, Nail, you remember him? <laughs> he's yeah, he's com- like Piccolo, but he the but same. He, but the same. He was flying to help the guys, but he's had a sense of foreboding. And then he was like, never mind totally necessary we saw that anyway this was in i wanted to talk about this because this this part does not seem like it relies on powers the way the rest of the show does this seems like it's it's something else and my theory about how nail knows that frieza is going to soon target the elder guru um because he knows in advance before he has any reason to think it is that because there are no genders in namekians all namekians have a woman's intuition I would agree with that. Yeah. He just got a gut fair. feeling, you know? He's all, they've all got eyes in the back of their head. They can see you reaching for the cookie jar. He's got that macaroni in a pot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, yeah, he goes back to do his sacred duty. blah 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 Okay, so we go back, and Frieza and Ginyu are staring at the balls. Nothing's happening. 
And then Kim Yu does that thing, like, when you buy a new computer or something, where he's like, uh, maybe it's supposed to do that? Do you, uh, I don't know. Do you feel Dude, immortal? I got a Dell! <laughs> uh, and then Freeze has a flashback where he remembers when the villagers he genocide uh, taunted him about how even if he collected the Dragon Balls, he wouldn't know what to do with them. And he's like, oh, there must be a key or a password. I need a Numekian now, and Ginyu has to kindly remind him that he genocided the entire planet. Right, he killed every <laughs> Numekian alive except two, as far as we can tell. <laughs> that's again just like another like quick like window into hey, really cute show that's actually super dark, but yeah. doesn't focus on that at all. <laughs> um, they say maybe they should find Vegeta because maybe the Earth people know. Never mind. We have you saw on our scouter two remaining Namekians, which, as we know, are Nail and the Grand Elder. So Frieza's like, all right, I'm going to go take care of this myself because I'm a very proactive boss in this, uh, you know, project. This app's going to launch. Let's go get Jeets, blah, blah, blah. Uh, oh, yeah. So Frieza goes to kill the Namekians and he puts... Uh, Captain Ginyu in charge of watching the Dragon Balls. No shenanigans here. No, uh, Ginyu's a respectful character. He's gonna he's gonna keep a good eye on him. No games. Meanwhile, uh, Raccoon Bomber attack. He does a bunch of rapid fire beams towards Gohan. So many beams. Oh, this ruled. Okay, so before they did the Raccoon Bomber, they did like a stoplight kind of thing. Yeah, it was like in Mario Kart where it's like boop. But it's also, you know, just like the show doesn't step outside into that fun theatrical place that often. And when they do, it's a delight. Yeah, you love to see it. Was this in place of the the old raccoon boom? The old raccoon boom? (laughs) You remember in the original, his his signature move was raccoon boom. I think so. I think they renamed it. The fact that you had to make something like that up. (laughs) So embarrassing. There's never been a raccoon boom. I just wanted attention. The only way you can sleep at night is by telling everyone, telling your wide audience about the raccoon boom of the 90s. Oh, my God. So the the raccoon bubble crashes. (laughs) And everyone lost their raccoon jobs. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he blasts a bunch of rapid fire beans at Gohan. And then he slaps the shit out of him a little bit. And then Gohan keeps getting up, even though he's so fucked up. And Krillin's like, Still has all his teeth, though. I just want to say that. And he's a child, so if he lost him, it would be okay. Yeah. uh, Krillin says, stay down, bro. But he won't. He gets up again. And he's like, I gotta be strong like Dad. Uh, He would keep fighting. I won't give up. Kakuma is now totally naked, just beating the crap out of a child. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, look at him, still going. You're stubborn, but so am I. And there's a freeze frame as he kicks Gohan to death. And he literally (laughs) breaks his neck. And they show it, and it's all gnarly. And he's like breathing still. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And the show just at this point, (laughs) it just shows you a mirror, and you look at your own face, and it's like, what are you doing with your life (laughs) watching this? (laughs) And right when you think it can't get any worse, who's that in the distance? Is our old pal Goku. He's finally showed up. But yeah. it is, the announcer goes, Goku's here. Is he too late? Tough shit. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. How must it feel for a father to watch his own son be paralyzed? Find <laughs> out. <laughs> next week. 
Wow. Well, fellas, what an episode. What huh? an episode. Well, I feel like I know the answer already, but uh, what do we say out of seven Dragon Balls? Katie? I hate to do this to you guys, but I simply must give it a seven out of seven. Yeah, wow. Of we have everything I want wackiness, fighting, really good fighting. Uh, shit talking, broken necks, clothes being blown off, Frieza being gross with his tail. You simply love <laughs> to see it. Uh, this has to be seven out of seven. Uh, you would love to find one thing wrong with this structurally perfect Dragon Ball episode, but no, it's nothing but hits from start to finish. Nothing it's but true. net. It's yeah. This is nothing but net. The only thing that I can ding it for is that they they got rid of the raccoon boom. But as we've learned, <laughs> I made that up. Uh, <laughs> I invented that in my in my pathetic little brain. Oh, there's so many beams oh, this puppy. episode. So uh, yeah, a lot of beams, more than I could even count. More than anyone could count. Anyone, I challenge you. At home, yeah. if you're count at home, the beams. Just try. <laughs> you can't. Just try and count all these. You beams. couldn't possibly. <laughs> no one can. No well, one can. Jeremy, I guess it's time that we gather up these Dragon Balls because we got oh, seven yeah. out of seven. Oh, but you're gonna have to do it in in Namekian. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, you gotta do. You gotta do the voice. You know what I'm gonna do? If you do is... the Jamaican voice, <laughs> no, I think you I'm could not, do it. I'm not gonna Adele. This. Adele's doing it. <laughs> I'm just gonna say what I normally would say, and uh, you know that's fine. Rise, Shenron, or whatever. <laughs> It's me, the VMA's dragon, prevented by MTV. <laughs> wow, what a timely and culturally still relevant dragon. That's right, everyone. We're all talking about the hottest music videos of the year. A medium Whoa. that definitely exists still. It's true. And look at that. Is that a giant dragon titty that's one of them is out and it has a seashell over the nipple? That's right. Wow. Who will take home the coveted Nick Gap this year? <laughs> oh, thanks so much for uh, coming all the way from MTV Space, Shenron. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, do you have a wish for the Eternal Dragon? Oh, yeah, I do. Well, since you're a VMA, Shenron, um, I wish for... Um, I wish for a new video from friend of the show, Marshall Mathers, Eminem, the one true rap god. All right, the rap god. But instead, you get, and I'm opening a dragon letter. <laughs> Looks like it's Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande. <laughs> Wearing a mask, but in a sexy way, like Melina from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess that's I guess make, that's similar. <laughs> I want to make a uh, a joke uh, wish that will uh, age me massively. Hey, Shen, M- MTV VMA Shenron. I I would love to be able to uh, get to the point where COVID numbers are down, so me and all my friends can have a really sleazy weekend in the uh, house. That the video that Fiona Apple video was shot in in the 90s. 
Sounds good to me. I've had no objection with that. Ooh, uh, he wants I'm to get, get weird. Yeah, you can have it. I don't know, man. Just stay six feet away and help each other. This is the inspirational part of the VMAs. Okay. All and, right. uh, do you want to do a wish for Alex since he's taking a shit right now? Oh, um, yeah, I, I wish for, um, uh, I'm gonna what make... is the V? What could the V stand for? Because it could be like, I wish for MTV to be, uh, Mao Trotsky and somebody. Who could V be? Vladimir for Lenin. Okay. There we go. You. Good, yeah, I, I wish for I wish for MTV to be restructured as a as a communist propaganda television station. Just clarifying this very straightforward wish. You wish the music television video network was instead Mao Trotsky Vladimir. <laughs> correct, yeah. Yes, correct. Correct, yeah. That's what it is now. Wow, I did it. <laughs> Bye Shenron, enjoy your after party. <laughs> I'm doing blow and I'm OD and on camera. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody call an ambulance or something. I'm foaming at the dragon mouth. <laughs> oh god! Did somebody oh, do? God. Did, did anybody do giant CPR? No, I can't. Oh. My hands are simply too small. I have four more albums left in me at least. Oh god! Oh went damn! Out. I have hey. left my giant Narcan at home. Alex, you missed it. We just watched a dragon OD. Yeah, well, why was there an ambulance coming into the podcast? What did I miss? We was sent this, Shenron. Is a dragon be alerted into an ambulance? <laughs> we sent Shenron to King Yama's house. Oh, oh no. All right, I hope he's okay. negligence. Well, at least, I'm not sure if you saw this, the music television video network is now the Mao Trotsky Vladimir network. Congratulations yeah, uh -huh. on uh, what does that mean? <laughs> pa Dam's new opportunity. Yeah. yeah, it means that you guys, I guess, own MTV or whatever. Well, oh, okay, that's great. Well, I think all people own MTV now, actually. Yeah, mm. that's how that works. Plugs? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Wait, should we do an email? Are we over? We're like three minutes over. Okay, if we have a yeah, quick whatever. one. It's time for Dragon Mail. Give me some of that Dragon Mail. It's time for Dragon Mail. All right, fine. Um, all right, email. Um, this week, interestingly enough, uh, two different people wrote in about the same thing. Um, I'm going to read one of them because they're both kind of similar, uh, and this one's better. Um this is from Disco State from the Discord. Woo! Squeeze, squeeze. Uh, and they say, I just started hormone therapy and want to give a big thanks to the Discord for all your love and support. Uh, shouts out to the Discord. Squeeze! Squeeze! <laughs> squeeze! Supporting communities are important. Um, right now, I'm re listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really work without the air horn. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll put it in. Uh, right now, I'm re-listening to the podcast, and I have to partially agree with Katie that uh, a lot of D&D &D podcasts can be doggy doo-doo. Uh, oh. I, know, I know Katie is against doing one, but I do have to say, it is fun to think about you all getting fucked up on some tabletop nonsense. My question to you is, if you did do a D&D &D style roleplay podcast, 
what would be the best ways that the game could go wrong? For example, maybe the boys get Katie's vampire girlfriend killed and her quest to kill all men begins. Uh, maybe mm. Jeremy spends too much time creating the rail systems and the pod just never happens. Maybe <laughs> Alex <real>. decides <laughs> he has to drink as much as his character and the pod stops because everyone gets worried about him. <laughs> That'll um, never happen. We love also, Blackout Alex. Yeah, we will never get, we will never worry about our friend. I never. only grow more powerful, much like the Saiyan. Um, well. Uh, also just became a pay pig. I wish good times and health to y'all. Squee, squee. Squee, squee. Well, first of all, congratulations on your hormone therapy. I, I, I honestly am so happy for anyone that's able to start that, especially right now, because it, it's harder than it's ever been. So I, I'm very happy for you. Yeah, just try getting your hormones through the mail these days. I know, uh, right? Stamps.com. Anyway, <laughs> a very real answer for Katie is that I would get petulant and shitty incredibly fast, and Jeremy would have to do that thing where he would have to like coax me out with breadcrumbs, and we'd get in a huge fight for like a day. <laughs> 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 this is also, I feel like, a fantastic time to mention that uh, role-playing board game thing we were going to do and yeah. all wrote characters for and then never did. <laughs> we never got around to doing it. I don't remember what happened, but something got in the way of it. Jake I mean, never made his character. No, Jake made his character. He didn't? He, he did, did. Okay. yeah. He made a character. I made a character. You made a character. There was something that happened where one of you went on tour, maybe. And yeah, it someone just, went like, on tour, and I left someone the group chat went angrily. On tour. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it was all it takes to derail one of these games is someone leaving for even a week and it is never happening. Yeah, we just yeah. never got around to it. And poor Citric, I feel like did a lot of work to like figure out how to DM the this game. You bet he did. Is, is we all you have did. the attention span of hamsters and fucking D and D is like a massively planned experience and That's like, true, yeah. Uh me and Jeremy simply show up. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm. I did, um, I, but my character, Alex. Do you remember what your character was? Yeah, I was, um, I was a, I was a talking dog, and I was <laughs> an admiral in the navy. Mm-hmm. And I think my power was through my technology. This was set in the Dragon Ball universe. Mm. So and, you're like uh, a, a like a dog president, like animal. Yeah. Right, but I was an admiral in the Navy. I was actually more powerful in a combat situation than that. <laughs> okay. Okay. My character, as I recall, was um, uh, Android 69, the original party android. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. And the idea was that I was like a failed experiment of Dr. Giraud, where like during the same time that he made all like the good and useful androids, like 17 and 18, he also made me to just like drink and hang out. And I was so, so mad that they decided to do this without, uh, even though I explicitly told them to not to, I rage quit the group chat. So that's my character. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, don't you worry that Android 19 was the first Android created to party and hang out? The one that looks like an evil clown. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a bummer. What are you talking about? Yeah, he's no fun. <laughs> and no, then, dude, he's fucking sick, dude. The thing I remember about Jake's was that he was a Namekian who, like, didn't live on Namek or something like that, but he lied about being there when Frieza blew it up. Oh yeah, and so he was like a John. What's his the guy's name? The oh the com- that like guy who also the nine eleven comedian who lied about being a millennial. <laughs> no, 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 not um Dan Ninen. Um, the guy who was on like the League and he lied about being in nine eleven. Yeah, I forget his name, but I know Ritzka- who Rat- Ratzikowski, something like that. Something Whatever, really Polish. That shithead. Yeah. 
and he lied about being in the tower on 9-11. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. We probably just wouldn't do it. That's probably the biggest way we would fuck it up. Yeah. Um, and thank you for writing in. Yeah, thank you so much. That was a great question. And we got two emails at the same time asking us to do a D&D game. Yeah. Ugh. Weird. Not the same time, but the same week. <laughs> um, which leads one to believe that maybe they were uh, coordinated. Well, um, I, Soros. I uh, congratulate you two on your future D and D campaign. I'll be over here playing <laughs> video games like a goddamn adult. Why are there stacks of bricks suddenly showing up at these D and D games? You know, <laughs> that's what I want to know. Anyway, uh, yeah, let's uh, plugs. Uh, Katie, what do you plug? You can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Um, please watch the show I produce for the metal website, The Pit. It's called Last Words. It's about uh, goings on the scene. Our guest this week was supposed to be Riley Gale. Whoops. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yep. Uh, instead, it's Ben Wyman. So I've been having a weird week. So please support what I do. <laughs> and, and Ben Katie's is cool. We like Ben. <laughs> ben is alive. Really we sad. love that about him. Definitely uh, wasn't the one of the last people to communicate with him over email. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a fucked up week. <laughs> so funny. Uh, well, Alex, what do you, what do you got? All right, the first thing I want to plug, because we get a lot of uh, messages that people seem to not know about this, is the Patreon for this podcast. We watched mobile fighter g gundam and review it (laughs) and it's just like this show and i thought for sure everyone must know about it as we post teasers in the feed but we get messages all the time like you guys should watch a gundam show and we are and for five dollars a month on patreon.com you can listen to it we do them every week messages about what the yeah we've been watching g they've been torturing me with g gundam for months i hate it so much we, this is uh, going to be our 28th one, I think, yeah. right after this. So, Just <laughs> public service announcement. Out. We watch Gundam. Jesus, H. It works out to like a buck 33 an episode. Just subscribe. There's so many acrobatic ads if you're not listening. Okay. Jeremy, plug. I guess we never actually say that we watch G Gundam on the ads. No, um, the ads, I mean, in their defense, are really un, uh, uh, uncoordinated in terms of the content on there. Yeah. Jesus H. All right. All right. Well, uh, you know, find me on Twitter at Jeremy Thunder. Check out Generation Lost, my movie podcast with Bryn from Beep Beep Lettuce. Uh, this week we watched Jesus Camp, the documentary about uh, Whoa, evangelicals in like the 2005-ish era. Yeah, shit's dark uh, as fuck. Yeah, it's wild. Um, all right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. See you!